to another episode of All About the Star right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Your host right here, Dave Sturchill, coming to you live, recording live from the FlippingMadeEasy.com uh, studio in Matawan, New Jersey. Um, well, listen, <laughs> according to the internet and according to multiple sources, uh, the cowboy season is over. Uh, you know, you lose one game and the sky falls, the world's going to end and everybody's just acting like a complete crazy person. And I'm here to let you guys know to pump the brakes, everybody calm down. Okay. I will say this though, going into that Arizona game, there was a little bit too much confidence. I want to say not, not so much for me. Cause I'm never overly confident i i did guarantee some super bowl stuff last week i think uh if i my if my memory served me correctly i do a lot of podcasts uh but i will say that going into last week you know you felt good about the team you felt good about the offense you felt great about the defense and then you go in there and you just kind of you know you come out flat and there's a lot of things to get into in regards to the game itself but i want to say that a cowboys nation as a whole were feeling themselves just a little too much there was a lot of like, hey, we're going to get the one seed. Hey, you know, we're going to host this game. Hey, bring on anybody, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of that. And, I, you know, look, I search the web all day long. I'm on Twitter all day long when I'm at the office. Like, I see what people are saying. And, I, and, I, and to an extent, I agree. To an, another extent, I don't agree. The Dallas Cowboys came out on Sunday and looked a little bit uh, disarray on offense again. And when I say that, you know, it's, it's just I'm trying to pinpoint it. Dak Prescott obviously did not have a good game, right? He, he, he didn't go out there and ball out like we all expected him to. Uh, but there's a lot of things going around about Kellen Moore. Now, this offensive coordinator came in as boy wonder. Everybody and their sister loved him. Everybody thought that he had all these innovative plays. He was like the next Sean McVay. Like, it just, to me, it was too much hype too fast for this kid. And, and while I think he does have a phenomenal, phenomenal offensive mind, I think there's a lot of things left um, to be said about Kellen Moore. I don't foresee him being a great NFL head coach. He's going to interview for the Jaguars. Great. At this point, I'm like, go, just, just get out of town. Because there's been times where I, I've literally MF'd Kellen Moore up and down because of the play calling. And... There is a rumor, or not so much rumor, but there's a certain narrative going around social media right now, with particularly Twitter, uh, that Kellen Moore is all, is saving, saving specific plays for the playoffs. That is the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my life. If you are auditioning your entire season to become a head coach somewhere, why would you reserve things on a thing that's not guaranteed? The playoffs were never guaranteed, right? Until, obviously, yes, they clinched and they get in, they win the division, and now they're sitting there and they're waiting for their opponent or, you know, the, the, yes, can they move a couple spots? Sure can, but I don't I don't foresee that happening. Uh, so right now you're slated to play, you know, either the – you're going to play the loser of the NFC West, right? But why on earth would Kellen Moore at some point or another say – Here's my, let's just use a number for arbitration, uh, arbitrary number for, you know, for conversation purposes. Let's just say he has 100 plays, right? 100 offensive plays. And, and, and while that could be a lot or could be a little, doesn't matter. Let's use 100 as the, as the, the key number here, right? So you're telling me now. Now remember, if you're if you're a football fan and you're you know knee deep in it like I am, you know that there's certain plays that are for certain things: first and ten, first and five, first and two, first and none, first and goal, like second and uh, long, second and ten, second and six. There's different 
scenarios for each and every play in the playbook. Now, when you look at this playbook, here's the thing. Kellen Moore has used everything that he has in his arsenal. There's no certain, there's not an ounce of my being that is telling me that saying Kellen Moore has like kind of put the governor on the offense, okay, or or has pumped the brakes on the offense and says, yeah, you know what, this play looks amazing, but let's save it. Like, what are you saving it for? You know, if if he has all these magical plays, and then, you know, they got people coming at me saying, well, you know, the Philly special wasn't used until the Super Bowl. Look, there are gadget, uh, gadget and, and almost a gizmo, whatever. Uh, there, there are certain plays out there that, yes, that when it calls for it, you use it, right? The Dallas Cowboys offense has stalled out so many times this year that I'm not going to sit here and believe that narrative saying that, that Kellen Moore is saving specific plays for the playoffs. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why would he do that? We could have been, we could have put ourselves in a position now going into this final week of the year where we didn't even have to win and we would guarantee ourselves the two spot or maybe even have that buy that the Packers have. Right? Why would you put yourself in a position offensively to stall out time and time again? There are gadget. Why do I keep saying gadget? There are gadget plays that he's used at the wrong times, and I've gone on Twitter a million times during a game and say that is not the time nor the place for that play, for that specific play. You know, I know there's plays that are designed to cover that third and fifteen or whatever the case may be, guys. He is not saving anything for the playoffs. Get that thought out of your head. I understand that there's trick plays that maybe you've never seen before that he could draw up, right? These are professional athletes, okay? Installs happen every week, every week. So when I say install, when they get to practice on Tuesday or Wednesday, the offense is installing first and second down plays, okay? Then Thursday, third and fourth down. Then Friday, red zone, special teams. There's ways that these guys walk through these plays and they get the install, meaning they learn them. So if Kellen Moore is this boy genius and boy wonder, then if he has something special lined up, then draw it up now. But the fact that you're telling me that he's hiding them in the back pages of the playbook is, is so ridiculous. And it shows you that if that's the case, if that's the case, guys, we have a bigger problem on our hands than what you think about this offense already. And that kind of leads me to Dak Prescott. You know, he goes from the Washington football team game and lights up the scoreboard and throws a bunch of touchdown passes and uses his legs. Now you're seeing it more, and that's that's something I'm definitely excited about, that he's using his legs and he's using his ability and his athleticism to create space and make people start to respect that game or respect that part of his game again, right? That, you know, a lot of these defenses were going and saying, look, he's not running. He's got a calf thing going on. He's not running. Now it seems like he's more, you know, he's, he's healthier. So he's going to run. So that's what I think he's doing. He's using his legs when, not, when it's needed. These throws that he's, uh, you know, attempting – there was way too many balls batted at the line, and, and that's, a, that's disturbing because you would think that would happen on the other side of the field, meaning Kyler Murray at five foot two or whatever he is. That's when they get batted at the line. He can see a field better when he's flushed out of the pocket, right? Because obviously there's no big lineman in your face. Dak Prescott having all these balls batted down, and then a couple of them that could have been taken the other way for six. Like, you got to get away from this screen stuff. The bubble screens and all that crap doesn't work okay it doesn't work and I understand 
why certain coaches do it because it sets up something else, right? So all these bubble screens that you're doing, CeeDee Lamb is trying to shake receivers. Cooper's trying to shake, uh, I'm sorry, cornerbacks. They're trying to shake guys in space, right? Because, oh, guess what? Because then once you throw it back to Cedric Wilson, he's got the ability to throw the ball, right? And then all of a sudden you hit that banger of a play. Great, great. That worked once. But these other screens, you're setting yourself up behind the chains. You're not giving your offense an opportunity to get rolling. And what happened to up-tempo? What happened to the hurry-up? I understand the hurry-up calls for it when it's either, you know, the end of the half or end of the game or anything to that extent. But I I think that the hurry-up and this up-tempo is what works for this team, right? And and you just go away from it. You huddle up, you come out, and you, you call a bubble screen. Or you call Zeke to run right up the ass of Tyler Biotish. You know what I mean? Let's get him on the edge. Let's get him to run outside because the couple times that you did see him run outside, there was burst and there was holes and there was places to go. Okay, Tony Pollard's snap count went down last week. Why? You know, why, why are we going away from what has worked? You know, just we lose Michael Gallup for the year and maybe forever, you know, because like, based off of his contract and everything that we have to work through, like it's, it's not... It's not ideal, you know, when you're coming off an ACL, like chances are you're not going to get paid like the way you wanted to get paid. Does this help them in the home team discount? Maybe, but like overall, you you, you can't do this. You, you And that's unfortunate because I really like Gallup and I think he's a great receiver and I think he's perfect for the opposite side of Amari Cooper while CeeDee Lamb torches the middle of the field as the slot guy. But now it's 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 up to Cedric Wilson. It's up to Noah Brown. It's up to you know uh, the the homeboy that was running all uh, Bur- uh, Turner. I almost said Burner. That's kind of how I related to him. You know we do have the tools and the talent and the outsides, and that's great. And I think that c- they can execute. But it's got to be a better game plan. The, the screen passes have to stop. The slants have to stop. It's vanilla. Why doesn't Dak Prescott have any air under those balls? You know, I, I, I've I seen him throw the deep ball. We've seen him throw the deep ball. We hit Gallup. You know, and a couple times he's overthrown a couple guys, but, I mean, he missed Cooper right over the middle on an easy go. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to see how much, and I'm not going to allude to the contract, right, because everybody's like, well, you paid him all this money. He should be delivering. He should be throwing the ball. He should never, never throw an incompletion or an interception, never fumble, you know. That's not true. Nobody's perfect, and this kid is, has obviously shown that he's a gamer, that he's a he's a tough individual, he's a tough kid. Everybody loves Dak Prescott. I love Dak Prescott, and I've died on the hill to say that this is going to be the kid to end the streak, end the, the long, long drought since 95. We're going to win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott, right? It's hard to, to get behind that right now when you see what they just did to the Cardinals. Now, or with the Cardinals. They didn't do anything to the Cardinals. You lost by three, right? And a lot of these guys came out and they said, you know, well, at least Dak in particular saying, hey, we lost the game by three points. You know, let's, let's see him again. Let's do it again, right? Because a lot of people are saying seven, eight, nine times out of ten, the Cowboys win that football game. Well, you might get your wish because the Cardinals are now in line to potentially fall short of the division. If the, if the Rams beat the 49ers and the Cardinals beat the Seahawks, you got yourself uh, – you know, division champs, and you're going to have to deal with the Cardinals losing and coming in second. So that's that's where we're at. But also, to touch on something else uh, that, that really made headlines uh, is the referees, right? I'm well aware of what happened 
uh, on you know the one of the last plays of, of that of that that defensive drive where we punched the ball out and the ball is definitely out and I don't care what Colin Coward's dorky ass has to say the ball was out as a fumble it was a clear recovery by, by Dallas the rules just need to be changed and I'm not saying that you know we were a victim of the current set of rules meaning one McCarthy didn't have any timeouts so you can't do anything about it and then two you know it's not over two it's not under two minutes so the booth ain't gonna do anything about it so we just got stuck right in between that and that sucks but that's the way it that's that's the way it was but I think going forward I think referees need to throw their little blue beanbag out there and not be so quick to say down by contact because that shit happens so fast in real time there's no possible way you can be accurate all the time and for in order for you to review something it has to be a turnover or a touchdown right so that's what you do you automatically review it as a turnover so if you're right you're right if you're wrong you're wrong and that's that's how you solve that but the fact that the Cowboys got shafted twice within the last couple minutes of that game and I'm talking about that Cardinals player being out of bounds which I still believe he was so we wouldn't have had to burn that timeout. I don't want to make excuses but that's me as a fan, as an analyst, as somebody that's in the media, right? I'm not sitting here. I'm not a player. I'm not Leighton Vander Esch. I'm not, I'm not C.D. Lamb. I'm not Demarcus Lawrence. For those guys to rip on the officiating crew and say, oh, the NFL's got to clean this up, <coughs> we're aware. We're, we're well aware that they have to clean these things up. That, that's, that's a fact. But you can't, you cannot play the victim right now based off of what you just did. Yes, there was multiple, multiple holding calls that weren't called. That is the game. There's there's missed calls on every single play. And if you think that the, the referees are out there to get the Dallas Cowboys, I don't really understand what your logic is. And you probably think the earth is flat. Okay? Like, I, I can't get behind that narrative of, well, the refs are only screwing the Cowboys. They hate the Cowboys. Like, no, man. No, they miss calls on every single game. Watch other games, Cowboys fans. I watch every game that's available to me, okay? I will not turn the dial on a Pittsburgh Browns Monday Night Football game. I will not turn the dial unless it's halftime. I'll turn on Raw, okay? But, like, overall, you cannot sit there and tell me that that kind of shit doesn't happen every week to every other team in the league. You can't do that. Because it's not real. It's, it's not It's not the NFL we're watching. The referees are horrendous. We've seen this already. We've seen this across the board. Horrendous. So don't sit there and say, like, the referees are out for the Cowboys. They're not. Just do better. Make the, Take the game out of the referees' hands, right? Score a lot. So if we score 35 points and they take a touchdown away, you still got 28. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's where I'm at with that. I'm not sit. I, I can't sit here and and be like, oh well, the refs stink. Like no shit. Everybody knows the refs stink, but you can't sit there and, and dwell on that. Like that that has to be pushed away in your memory bank forever. You know, I got colleagues over at blogging the boys that were like literally blowing my phone up for like two days because of the referee's call. I said, yo, if they come back and they say yes, we were wrong, then what? We don't get the win. They don't get to change it over. Like what are you what are you actually accomplishing here? Nothing nothing at all so miss me with all that shit seriously just stop with the referees and stop with the penalties and oh everybody hates the cowboy no just stop go forward you know dust yourself off and we got another game to play 
We're 11-5, and five, sitting there at the four seed. We have one more game to play in which they flexed us down to Saturday night, which I guess you could say is better than Sunday night because nobody has to, like the Monday scaries of going to work so you can actually wake up on a football Sunday and know that your game's already done. I can't remember, and I know it's happened, but I can't remember the last time the Cowboys played a Saturday night game. I really can't. Like It's probably probably around Christmas time a couple years back where I feel like they played the Jets or something. I don't know. Maybe even Kellen Moore started that game, to be honest with you. Um, I think that might have been it. I could be completely wrong, but I'm just thinking off the top of my head. It's been a long time, right? And you, I know what you're probably expecting. Like, oh, you know, Dave, it's Saturday. Why don't you go out watch the game? Well, you're out of your mind if you think I'm going to go out watch the game. In fact, I might try to go over to my brother's. He's laid up with an ACL injury. Uh, he just got surgery, so maybe I'll go to his house and we'll watch the game together, right? I ain't going nowhere. I'll drink some beers, but I'm not going anywhere. Uh, but let's talk about the Eagles. But first, let's take a break and let's hear from some of our advertisers at Chop Sports. And again, if you guys want to advertise your business with Chop Sports, we are a growing network. We're a growing company. Things are on the up and up with Chop Sports. So we do appreciate all the advertisers that we had in 2021, but it's a brand new slate. So if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you have yourself a small business, hit me up. We'll talk rates and uh, we'll go from there. But let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk Eagles. We'll talk playoffs. We'll talk all the rest of that stuff right after the break. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Janine right now. All right, welcome back to All About the Star right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Dave Sturgeo joining you live and recording live from the Flipping Made Easy studio in Matawan, New Jersey. Uh, so we're obviously, we talked about the Cardinals. We talked about Kellen Moore. We talked a little bit about Dak Prescott. We talked a little bit about the referees. Now it's time to finish the 2021 regular season, which, to be honest with you, is very depressing. I don't even want to think about not having football in my life, especially Dallas Cowboy football to talk about. Football, I feel like, is a 365 thing. I think it's not like Stephen Jones there. It is a 365 operation because as soon as the Super Bowl is over, you got the combine, uh, you got the draft, you got free agency, you got all that stuff. And then before you know, it's training camp again. So I do know that the content, um, you know, will always be there for Dallas Cowboys, especially the Dallas Cowboys. They're in this, they're in the headlines all the time. Um, but I do know that it's week 18, the first ever week 18 um, on the regular season schedule. The Dallas Cowboys will be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles uh, on Saturday night, 8 o'clock. I said it before the break. I'm not a fan of the whole you know Saturday night game, but I guess it's better than Sunday night. I know why the, uh, the NFL did this. And if you guys haven't figured this out yet, you know the Cowboys do, in fact, have a chance to become the two seed. I know they're sitting there at the four, but there are ways they can get around that, right? All the Rams have to do is lose to the 49ers, right? And, of course, the Cardinals would have to lose to... Um, uh, which we call? It? I think they play the yeah the Seahawks, and of course the Bucks would have to lose to the uh, the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton, Sam Darnold, that team is a dumpster fire. Uh, that coach might get fired after all that money they threw at him. Um, so I don't foresee that happening. I don't care what's going on with Tampa and Antonio Brown, all that crap. No matter how many injuries, it doesn't seem to matter. They get the job done. Tampa wins, and we'll be sitting there at the four no matter what. That's that's how I see it happening. But 
the NFL did that. They put that seed in your head. They said, oh, well, if we put the Cowboys on Saturday night, they're going to think, hey, we got to win this game because all the other shit can happen on Sunday. And that's exactly what they're doing. So the Cowboys are going to play the Philadelphia Eagles again, who have locked their spot. Thank you, Packers, you jerk-offs, um, for, for getting the, the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs. Um, and it's, it's interesting because I, I'm, you, they won't see each other in the playoffs uh, in the first round. But Lord knows what can happen in that second round. I know the Packers will be waiting. If the Philadelphia Eagles were to win their first round game, the, the Philadelphia Eagles can go to Green Bay. Good luck with that. Okay, so I'm not worried about them so much. But I am worried about this game in particular. Now, I'm, I'm on team do not rest the starters. I am on that team. I, am on, I will die on that hill. Do not sit there and say, like, yeah, we can use it a week off. No, you can't. Not after that Arizona game. You cannot take a week off. Your week off should have been uh, as the one seed, right? But you blew that chance. So now you got to go earn your way back in. And I know you already have a spot, and that's cool. Great. You know, you're a playoff team. Terrific. But that's not that's not how we should be rolling right now. We should be going into the playoffs on fire with our legitimate heads on fire, okay? I, 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 don't, I don't think there's a, a world I live in where I think I'm going to be comfy with you going into the playoffs with two straight losses, one of them being against the Cardinals and one of them against a division rival. Like, that, that, that does not bode well for me. That does not feel right to me. You got to go out there and you got to beat the brakes off the Eagles. You got to. You got to. And the only way to do that is to have everybody in there and play their game. Dak is in there the whole time. The offensive line. You want to do one sit? One. I'll give you one. Tyron Smith. That's it. Okay, you want to sit Tyron Smith and put uh, Ty Nasheki in there or, or switch around things? You want to do all that crap? Fine. For the last game, do that because we played the games without Ty Smith anyway, right? So now all of a sudden you have him still kind of, I'm assuming, banged up. Rest him. If not, then he plays. But I'm not in that mentality. I'm not in that space of that confidence level where I think we could just take a week off and prepare for what's next, right? Like it's just – I, I I believe, and I know there's not a lot of people that, well, I, I don't know. Maybe I put another poll out there on the audience. I believe in momentum. I believe you need this kind of shit uh, to go and get rolling again and, and, and feel good about your offense. I believe you can go into Philadelphia on Saturday night in prime time and really make you know the world say, oh, Jesus Christ, the Cowboys. Okay, I don't know what happened in that Cardinals game, but they just beat the shit out of another playoff team because the Eagles are a playoff team. If you go out there and lay another egg, that's a problem to me. That's an absolute problem. So they can't do that, okay? The Cowboys have to play the entire way, straight up, and win the game. They're road favorites right now by two and a half because everybody thinks they're going to be playing everybody in that game. We've already beaten the living daylights out of the Eagles. I was at that game, Monday Night Football, in Dallas earlier in the year, right, in September. This needs to be another one of those games you got to convince the Cowboy fans that we're going to be okay going into the playoffs because if you limp into this game and you you know, you know dance around, you get punched in the mouth by the Philadelphia Eagles, who the hell is going to feel good about playing the Cardinals again or the Rams? Not me. I'm not, I, home or not, does it matter? you got to get rolling. This is the time to get rolling, and I think that the Eagles are a perfect opportunity who just put a bunch of dudes on the COVID list and all this stuff. I don't know how many people are coming back or whatever. doesn't matter. You got to get this done because I, I truly feel that momentum is is real and you need to regain and reestablish the confidence level. 
and especially this fan base, because you just lost to the Cardinals. What if the Cowboys lose to the Eagles on a competitive game and we can't get it done against Philly? These people are going to go crazy. Absolutely nuts. They'll think the season's over. And do you honestly think that going into the playoffs with an 11-6 and record is something to even like puff your chest about? Because technically, that's that's almost like a 10-6 and season that's barely getting over, right? You won your 11 games, bro. Like, let's keep going. If you go into the playoffs 12 and 5, that's a way different look than 11 and 6. Believe me, I know it's only one game, but that's a big time look. You don't want to mess this up, boys. You don't. Keys to victory. Let Dak Prescott cook, man. Let him let him do his thing. Kellen Moore, enough is enough. Let him go. Let the kid run. Let the kid pass. Let the kid go on the run. Do play action. Stop flushing him across his body, which I hate. I understand he can make the throw, but don't make him do the throw. Don't make him attempt that throw. It just doesn't ever look right coming out of his hands, no matter what. That goes for any NFL quarterback. All right. I'm sweating. I'm tired. This is a long day, and it's only Tuesday as we record this, folks. We are in game week. We got ourselves. And just so you know, if if we're to pull this off and win in, uh, in Philadelphia on Saturday night, and then we're slated to play on, let's say, Sunday, for the, our playoff game, we get an extra day's rest. So we'll see if they do that, or you get normal rest, or you get extended rest, and we're chosen to be that wacky Monday night game, which I hope we're not, but I'm just saying it's an extra day to rest. You want your rest? That's when you get your rest, okay? Do not rest any starters. Go out there, take care of business, beat up the Philadelphia Eagles, and let them go backing into the playoffs. You do not, you do not want to be that team backing into the playoffs with two straight losses and you're just you're just finding your way and you don't know what what's next. Screw that, man. I don't want that at all. So, with that, we're going to call it. We're going to call it a day because I'm tired and it's just a crazy crazy afternoon full of Dallas Cowboys stuff. I will be uh recording with blogging the boys tonight. If you guys are listening to the sound of my voice, that's available in podcast form or check it out on YouTube uh for the round table. And please Go check out the live daily show every day from 11 to 12. Myself and Gooch go live every day. We talk sports. We talk the night before. We talk what's coming up. Our show is growing, and it's great. And I'm, I'm excited about all the views and the subscribers. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's a lot of shit going on with Chop Sports. We're on the up and ups. We're you know taking 2022 by storm, and I hope, I hope the Dallas Cowboys can do the same. So for Dave Sturchio, this has been another episode of all about the star right here on the chop sports podcast network and we'll see you guys next week we're heading into the playoffs and i will be joined by my boy ugo who i went to the giants dallas game with great dude he joined me a couple weeks back great guest i think uh, we'll be there to preview some playoff action so until then we'll see you then